0: Hi friend, my name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. I had an episode yesterday that talked about a beautiful question that a friend sent in saying, my extended family has a couple of children who were adopted, and it has not gone well for them as a family spiritually. There's probably some family connections that ideally would be broken off. And so what else can we do? So, uh, this is this is an intense thing to talk about. So, <laughs> I know that there are families who identify this as a problem, and they will take their um, demonized children in for prophetic ministry, for prayer ministry, for counseling, prophetic counseling. And so, just as a sample of some of the really beautiful things that will happen, um, I remember talking to a friend of mine. And so this is a friend of a friend who I have met. I know this person personally, though I did not hear it directly from this person. But uh, their child that they adopted had been, the the birth mother had tried to kill her three times. So um, in pretty violent and horrific ways. So she had been removed from the mother. And, but you can imagine, um, one of the attempts had left her partially brain damaged and um, So you think how beautiful that this Christian family brought this, this young child in and then how difficult, because if you think about the trauma of just being rejected by your mother and given up, let alone your birth mother, literally trying to kill you multiple times. So by the time this child was eight, they were pretty much beside themselves. Like, what else can we do? This is, um, kind of like hide the knives (laughs) and not from like a ha ha standpoint, but like no really. And that's an intense thing to have in your house. So they went for prayer and it was not easy. <laughs> it was um I think they would it was like a maybe a 3-hour drive and they would do that I forget now maybe once a month and the they had a prayer team on site covering that time. They had prayer teams that I don't remember now if they had somebody that would fast or like a group that would fast once a once a week for them. And then they While the child was receiving prayer ministry, the dad was in a different room receiving prayer ministry. The mom was in a different room receiving prayer ministry. And the one really specific story that I heard that was so precious is you have this young girl and she sits and they say, draw a picture of, I don't remember, like what you hear or something, or draw a picture of yourself. I think it was the assignment. So she drew a picture and there was one really large ear, like mostly filling the page. And then the other ear was very tiny. And they said, oh, tell us about your picture. And she said, with the big ear, I hear Satan and the little ear, I hear Jesus. And you know, you're know, you like, that is incredibly perceptive. <laughs> that gives some good clarification around what part of the problem might be. And so then they were able to pray and say, well, do you want your ears? Do you want to make Satan's ear much smaller and make Jesus's ear much bigger? And she was willing to do that. And so at the end of this time, and it got worse before it got better. Okay. I'm not going to say like one trip and everything was perfect. No, it got, it got worse before it got better. Things got stirred up. It was not fun. And yet after that time was done, the family said, we can actually make it. <laughs> we were going down hard and yet we had prayer and that, that saved our marriage, that saved our family, that saved this child. Like, <laughs> thanks be to God. (laughs) Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Uh, I've also heard on maybe slightly less extreme stories. I mean, thank God that's not a normal story. That's a really pretty horrific one uh, from a, like an origin story, Though the transformation is very beautiful, but just uh, young children who are demonized. (laughs) And, And my mom actually has taught preschool at her church and This is not in the States at this point, but she said there are certain children that always get super antsy when it's time to read the word. (laughs) You're like, oh, yep, those would be demonized children. Those are children whose parents were into things that they shouldn't have been into or their grandparents, maybe, you know, and I remember going to a healing conference with Judith McNutt and she was like, Satan, he doesn't play fair. He is not fair. And so it's not fair that a child who's traumatized now also has to deal with the demonic, Um, aspect of that (laughs) it's not fair that a parent or grandparent would have gotten deep into witchcraft and then that is passed down through the through the generational line that's not fair but that just is actually the reality and I remember hearing somebody at one point years ago teaching and I really respect this teacher so this is just my own journey of diverging away from what this person taught but teaching, well, when you come to Christ, you die and are raised anew. You're buried with him in baptism and raised to newness of life. So then how can any kind of demonic influence be present in you when you have the spirit of God living in you? And just recently, I heard John Arnott give such a beautiful, um, I, don't, I don't want to say refutation of that line of thinking, but it was just like a beautiful question. So he asked the Lord about this but I don't understand. How can the spirit of darkness or any spirits of darkness coexist in a person with your Holy Spirit? (laughs) And the Lord said, well, I have a question for you. How can any spirits of darkness coexist with the Holy Spirit anywhere on the earth? (laughs) And at some point you're like, huh? Yeah, that's a good point. Like the spirit of God is here. And so (laughs) where are the evil entities going to (laughs) be? Anyway, I say all of that to just say, it's not fair that children would have these bad things. It's not. But because that's the reality, then we get to actually pray over them. We get to ask the Lord to come and intervene. And I think part of the picture that I have again and again, when I'm thinking about this topic, is the picture of uh, my friend Paul Van Hosen trying to jackhammer through concrete concrete. I think it was jock but anyway, maybe it was like pick by hand. I don't know. But anyway, it was like, you need to go break up the concrete in order to put fence posts in here and how it was like, okay, so you slam the concrete and you slam the concrete and it doesn't look like anything's happening. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. And then all of a sudden on like the 18th blow, all of a sudden, boom, then the concrete breaks up. And so all of those strikes were necessary. It wasn't like all of a sudden there was the magic strike I've heard a similar story around people who are trying to split firewood by hand, that you put your little splitter on the wood or in a crack in the log and you hit and you hit and you hit. And then all of a sudden it's like, and then the the log breaks apart, but you don't know when that's going to happen, but the blows are necessary. And so that's how I feel about praying over these children. Like you just keep at it. You keep at it. You keep at it. And it's not fun. It's not glamorous. <laughs> there aren't like special awards given out for the people who are the most persistent in prayer. There's not special awards given out on this earth. <laughs> Lord Susan knows. Thank you, Jesus. You're so kind. Oh, <laughs> and so that's, that's part of it is to say, hold on to hope and keep praying. Hold on to hope and keep praying. Okay. I have more to talk about with that, but Lord, I just thank you that you come and you intervene, that you always have a solution. Lord, we ask that we would be looking to you for the answers, that as you are the God who has the answers, that you would be gracious and that you would bless us with the ability to know how to, to pray in your kingdom on this earth. Thank you, Lord. Amen.